Well, without giving out too much information, <laughs> uh, basically when I say attack the market, you are trying to either uh, manipulate the prices in such a way that it will impact your opponent, mm. so it, their resources with them will be less available, they will become more expensive, so you can prepare better for war and then attack your opponent, uh, the, uh, your opponent, or you might simply be trying to make money out of it, realizing that there's going to be a shortage or realizing that there's an underlying problem that uh, you can gain on. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Interview Dump Truck and what is likely to be our final installment from EVE Online's FanFest, for 2013 at least. The six days we spent in Iceland were memorable for all sorts of reasons, not least of which was spending nearly every waking moment engrossed in a subculture of video games that I knew very little about before I arrived. One of the parts of EVE Online that most fascinates me is knowing developer CCP Games has five different employees managing the economy. A.U. Goodmanson is EVE Online's chief economist, and there are four others who work in his department. EVE Online didn't have any in-house economists until the game passed 100,000 users, but as the game gained popularity, more and more people were finding ways to change, alter, and exploit the market. Part of Goodmanson's job is making sure that people don't wreck the experience for everyone playing, and it results in a constant push and pull with the community that's unlike anything else in games. Hey guys, we are now joined by AO, who is the chief economist in EVE Online, because there is more than one economist uh, employed at CCP. Um, talk a little bit about what that means to be the chief economist, and then what, what else uh, are the other economists at CCP doing in EVE Online? So basically, as a chief economist, I oversee the work of those that uh, are analyzing and uh, monitoring the EVE economy in itself. Uh, so my unit is five people uh, that have basically different expertise uh, in data and uh, data mining and uh, statistical analysis in order to understand the game in its entirety. And then we have another economist that works on uh, dust and uh, the two of us work on together in terms of understanding the systems that are required in order to merge the two economies into one big EVE universe. So you started working in the company five years ago. Was monitoring the economy, having economists less of a focus uh, in the earlier days of EVE or um how, how has that evolved over the years as the game has become more popular? So basically I was hired because uh, they realized that once the game was reaching uh, 100,000 players, the economy in itself was becoming so big that it was a job just to understand it and make, be sure that everything is going the way that people want to go. Because what is happening is that things might be changing over time in ways that you don't understand unless you are reporting on it on a regular basis. And uh, things that you change in one end of the universe might have a really big on another one, which you had no intention of doing. And that you can only see through statistical analysis over time. So that was really the requirement. So it wasn't that you needed any comments from the beginning, but it was rather, okay, now it's reached the size, we have to have expertise in more than one field. So is having that, you know, the players can have a huge influence on the economy in EVE, but, and the developers can also have a huge influence on the economy in EVE, because they're both influencing it in different ways. What's been surprising about the way players can determine how the economy works in the game? What has been pleasantly surprising is how deep they are willing to go themselves in analyzing uh, the universe. They really want to understand it to the core because they want to make money out of it. And that is exactly as the system is functioned to be. So that's worked beautifully. And at the same time, in order to have it evolve over time, 
technological change, you need more production, people advance, and they need to get to a higher level. We have to provide them with that content without breaking the sandbox. So this is a beautiful balance that has to be written really from year to year, trying to make sure that the sandbox is in balance, the world is interesting, and the economy is functioning underneath. In the real world, economies crash, they have recessions. Does EVE Online go through the same ebb and flow that other real world economies do? Yes, we have our own economic cycles that we have discovered are mostly around the expansions. So just before an expansion, there's more excitement. People are trying to predict what's going to happen. They start speculating on the markets and we see economic activity increase. And then it peaks at some point after the expansion. Often depends on how interesting the expansion is to the players. <laughs> and we can judge the expansion based on that. And then that lasts uh, some uh, months uh, from release date. And then between expansions, you see a little bit of a, a downward cycle, basically our, mean, our, our mini recession between expansions. So uh, there is definitely an economic cycle in there, but year over year, expan between expansion and expansion, we always grow to a higher level. So it's never like there's no, never a true recession or depression, as you would say in real life, mm -hmm. where you're actually going back uh, uh, prior to the level you were before. And one of the reasons why that does not happen in real life is that the system is so free that it adjusts to any shocks almost instantaneously. Hmm. There are no government regulations about minimum wage. There are no government regulations about what you can and what you cannot do. The market is able to function as it was intended to. Did you, do you guys draw from real life, you know, like research and statistics? Like what, what parts of the real world uh, do you guys use and then implement into EVE Online to make that economy function as it does? Basically, we use the underlying principles of economics uh, from uh, the perspective of the uh, consumer who is generating the demand and from the producer who is providing the supply. These two meet on a market as predicted by classical theory and the market clears itself. We know that we could provide everyone with perfect information and that's actually a debate that we are having right now is how much information should we give to the players mm. but that would create symmetric information and even a more efficient one but less chances to do uh, some uh, interesting deals we should say <laughs> so it's a balance that we have to decide how much of an asymmetric, asymmetric information we're going to have and not so we can say that the underlying theory is the same from the economic standpoint of trade, from the economic standpoint of the impact of the information, from the economic standpoint of growth theory going for, forward and having to have technology. Uh, but uh, in terms of how we implement it, it's very much EVE universe specific hmm. because we are judging it from different parameters than we would be doing in real life. As an, as an example, with the information asymmetry, in real life we are constantly trying to get more information out there. In EVE we have all the information, and try to decide how much we should be giving away at any given time to keep the game interesting. For people that don't know, in EVE Online, what does it mean to speculate on the market? Like, what is that? What are players doing when they're engaging in that? Same as in, as in, as in real life. You think there's going to be a change in the usage of a certain resource, or there's going to be increased demand for, for a certain product because uh, its technology will be changed due to an invention that's being discovered and is expected to go out next month, like we hear with the, the three <laughs> real-life companies. So they're trying to ride the wave before it rises. And so they're just trying to predict what will happen on that market in, 30, in, in, in a week's time, in 30 days, in a two months' time, and, and trying to hoard the material. And even, like sometimes happens in real life, they are trying to hoard the material to have an impact on the market mm. so that they can dump it later on and make money out of it. Um, 
one of the things that I find interesting about EVE Online is that you when know, I was reading up on it, is how C CCP encourages people to kind of do, make their own way in the world. And if they want to make Ponzi schemes and things like that, like go right ahead, go go feel free to deceive people because you're not going to be punished for it, which is obviously much different than real life and government regulation that tries to crack down on that stuff. Absolutely, and uh, from an EVE perspective, we put the burden on your shoulders as an individual participating in EVE to see through that type of activity. It's your decision what you decide to engage to, uh, or engage with, I should say. And we'll just give you the basic advice. If it looks uh, too good to be true, it most likely is, <laughs> as it is in real life. What is, is there, was there a moment or a series of moments that played out in the economy that like you always remember or that, that strikes out to you that was just really shocking to see the, the players pull off? Not an individual event but just uh, this very notion of how deep they go when they're trying to understand the market, how deep they're willing to go into plan and attack on the market, that's really what surprised me in terms of the dedication. It's been absolutely awesome to see how dedicated the players, players are in terms of enjoying this game. What, is it, what does it mean to attack the market? Like what, what strategies do you lay out when you try to do that? Well, without giving out too much information, <laughs> uh, basically when I say attack the market, you're trying to either uh, manipulate the prices in such a way that it will impact your opponent, mm. so it, their resources with them will be less available, they will become more expensive, so you can prepare better for war and then attack your opponent, uh, the, uh, your opponent. Or you might simply be trying to make money out of it, realizing that there's going to be a shortage or realizing that there is an underlying problem that uh, you can gain on. So now, people can make you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, billions of dollars in, in EVE, but it's not something that like you know you can translate to real world currency but i i assume there must be like people have tried to probably work out what an in-game isk is to like real life currency how do you guys handle that when when it starts to blend into the real world it's very simple uh, in order to allow eve to be a different universe a different experience we just basically have one big rule on that front you are not allowed to take economic value out of eve into real life and hence, we don't really uh, talk much about real-life value of the economic, economic things, economic assets inside the game. Mm -hmm. Because we want to keep the two separated. Because if we don't keep them separated, we can no longer offer you this alternate experience. You would have to start going by uh, real-life uh, laws and regulations. Because <laughs> you are what we take in value between the worlds. So we only allow you to put money into EVE, mm. but don't take it out. And why should you? It's so much fun to use the money there. So you should <laughs> just keep, keep, it, keep it in that Spoken point. like a true game developer. True, true, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what I would though want to say is that uh, from the perspective of, of valuation is that it becomes an interesting phenomenon if you stop doing things in real life and you're providing other people with more value in game because you're so good at providing service and so on. That would actually show out as a downturn in the EVE, in the real life economy, and an upswing in in, in a game economy, and yet people would be doing the same thing as they've been doing all along. They're just getting paid in a different currency in a different universe. Right. So it can get quite complicated discussion about what's real and what's virtual. What What is your background in economics, and what brought you to to get involved with with CCP? Oh, long story. That's a long story. But from the background perspective, I have a doctoral degree in economics with emphasis on natural and resource economics, which fits very well into EVE. It's, it's a resource-based economy, and a lot of the activities are about uh, mining. It's about how you uh, search for uh, resources and how you actually try to optimize uh, that part of the production. Uh, I was uh, in academia 
before I, I joined CCP and thought I was going to be in academia for the rest of my life. Uh, but back in 2007, uh, the idea came up of researching this universe and understanding it better. I decided to take a look at it and haven't, haven't uh, turned back to academia yet. Oh, so, you, so you became interested in studying its, the, the economy in EVE before you ever became an employee of CCP? Well, you can say it happened at the, right, at the same time. I came interested in EVE in 2004. Uh, on and off, I knew about it, uh, but in 2007, the opportunity arose to start working with them. So I just decided to go full in. What do you, what do you think the future of EVE's economy is in sort of broad strokes? Or where, where, do, you, where do you think it's going to be in five, ten years? Let's just talk about another decade. We just finished one decade, so let's see where will EVE be in, in, in a decade from now. Number one, it will grow. We have grown every year since uh, the game came out in 2003, and there's nothing stopping us in having it to continuing in its growth. We're going to add uh, interesting activities uh, to that world through various different means, as you could see in the keynote yesterday uh, on, the, on the Dust side, where Dust is coming into this u universe providing its own experience as well as combining and merging with the EVE experience, growing the entire universe. We will see more additions of that type that will continue the economic growth overall for the EVE universe. So I foresee that in a 10 years time that the EVE Online is the center of an economic engine in the EVE universe that is connected to various different aspects of, uh, of uh, gameplay from various different uh, platforms for various different uh, uh, yeah just uh, standpoints of how you want to engage with the world but the key will be that you are having an impact on the core it will be a single sharded world where one action is always impactful of the rest do you play the game yourself no absolutely uh, there's nothing as beautiful as a blue uh, laser in the morning <laughs> Well, how, what type of player are you? Like, what do you spend most of your time doing? Industrialist. Industrialist. Trying to mine, trying to produce. Uh, the, I stay away from the market because I got too much information on the market <laughs> in itself. Well, you guys have uh, your own, like, internal affairs division, right? Like, that, like, make sure that people that have access to, to, to information aren't manipulating the market in a way that would be improper. Absolutely. And in, or in order to not have that internal affairs department on my ass, <laughs> I make sure I stay away from gameplay that could get me into trouble. So I basically focus on the uh, basic activities on the industrial side uh, in terms of mining, in terms of production, and in uh, terms of just uh, having fun on a Sunday morning. Do you have a particularly memorable story from your, from your time in EVE where you know, oh, yeah. so something completely random happens and then it unlocks a whole series of chains of events? Uh, from the perspective of from my own mm -hmm. player perspective, I remember specifically as relatively new into the game, well, I was running a level 4 mission for the first time and I was having a real problem with it. And uh, just typed out in the local and said, hey guys, can you come and help me because I can't really kill this. And two guys, they answered right away and uh, jumped with me into the system. And knowing the stories of EVE, I was kind of worried. I thought I was going to be played there. But it turns out they were just really helpful, uh, got me through the mission, uh, helped me with the, the stuff and then just wave on goodbye and never saw them again. But yet they were impactful on me on that day, so that was kind of it was a really nice, uh, really nice uh, story to be able to tell a lot of people when you hear the stories about mischiefs and all of that. You know that there's actually more of this type of activity in Eve. It's just not the stories aren't nearly as interesting or crazy when 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 you're talking about the good things people do because the sexier stuff is is all the crazy bad things that people try and do to one another. 
unfortunately that's what the real life seems to be about and that's trying <laughs> to impose it on Eve but I would turn it the other way around and if you talk about all the people that are meeting if you talk about uh, the people that are on this uh, on FanFest you can just see the camaraderie you can see how how uh, dedicated they are to the Eve uh, universe itself and uh, arguments uh, cheating in game and so on has nothing to do with what you enjoy here in, in, in real life so to me it is definitely more interesting to see all the good things that come out of it. As an example, like EVE University, a, a whole institution run by players, uh, created by players, in order to help other people. That, that I find a, a really, uh, a really uh, memorable moment, really, just to have been able to meet these people. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you, guys.